0: Reviewing, but not previewing this week. Welcome to Hand of... between my voice there, don't expect too much of it, because this week we're recording in English Dan's flat, welcome back to the podcast, English Dan.
1: Thank you for having me again, it's been a while, but, you know, it's to means, be back.
0: What that means is that at various points in the evening we're going to have police sirens and ambulance sirens and stuff, it always seems stuff happen while we record here for
1: some reason. At least we don't have dogs and reggaeton, which no, was um, a fixture of my last house. It's
0: probably because the sound carries across the park as well, It's it? probably the, the same sound as we heard in Kawashita, yes. Yeah, um...
1: <laughs> Minus the dogs. No, uh, I think we can hear the dogs if we really listen. I reckon we can hear a zombie bark. Peel <laughs> your
0: ears, listeners, yeah. we shall see. Uh, we're joined this week by Peter Quattis. Hello. Who I thought I'd say his name first just because he was about to take us a sip. for that, and I wanted to troll him a bit. And Andres Bruckner. Hello, welcome everyone. Welcome back, Andres. Just going to turn this up a little
1: bit. Let's do it.
0: We're... we're pff, pardon me. We are sponsored. I've not been drinking yet, but uh, we are about to start because we are sponsored by the Argentina Independent in the form of them paying for our fernet. So cheers, Argentina Independent. We've got proper glass this week so you can hear us clinking. Um, the Argentina Independent is an excellent source of English language news, current events, cultural stuff. Film Festival, that's going on at the moment. If you want your listings for that in English rather than Spanish, then check them out. I'm assuming they've got them up. Um, it's free to read, and you can do so on argentinaindependent.com.
1: We're going to do advertising spots in uh, podcasts, this, like Argentine Radio. That's going to be really fun. Well... You ever heard it, you know? Hey, Cortina Metallica, ve Marti- Cortina I mean, Metallica.
0: Uh, I'm going to draw the line <laughs> the Fox Sports commentator saying how do you feel safe yeah well so are yeah. we because we've got this we've got the metallica. Um but we do regularly read the Argentina independent um, and we thank them very much for paying for our internet. Uh, and now without further ado let's get on we, we are as I hinted at the beginning just in reviewing mode this week uh, we're not going to be previewing anything because there's no football this weekend in the Primera at least mm-hmm. um, we shall try and explain why a little bit later uh, but for now, the results from the weekend just gone. They oh bloody hell! I've gone through a different page and I have got them up on the screen. Hang on a second. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, on Friday, Estudiante de la Plata and Rosario Central drew one-one. On Saturday, there were lots of games, too many of them. Sarmiento two, so Arsenal one. There is a dripping tap, there, Don't I think?
1: Oh, make <laughs> sure this doesn't happen. If you have a, pl- a plumber like Ramirez, That's... go to Ramirez for all your plumbing needs. Ramirez.
0: If you're a listener with ad block, then you would have just got a <laughs> moment of silence there. It might be slightly confusing. Yes. Um, that is how ad block works, right? Yes. On Saturday, Sarmiento 2, Arsenal de the nil, A match which meant the end for Martín Palermo, as we kind of knew it would do if they lost. And we knew they were going to lose. Huracán um, 1, Tigre 2, Defensa Justicia 0, Tempele 1.
1: Which was the end for the Franco, Franco, yeah,
0: who... Palermo was sacked and Ariel Franco stepped down um, I think it's that around, isn't
1: it? Took it? took over
0: Milito's taken over at Estudiantes yep. uh, last night was his first game in charge which Milito. of course we'll talk about a little later um, Independiente nil Argentinos Juniors nil Independiente failing to score two out of three weeks or two weeks in a row remarkable <laughs> we'll be asking Peter why that is um, in a few minutes time Belé nil Gimnasia La Plata 1 Belgrano de Córdoba 1 Crucero del Norte nil uh, which earlier today turned out to mean the end for Gabriel Shura, um, because he was told that he wouldn't have his contract renewed in June and he's decided therefore to step down. So basically he's been pushed. Mm. I don't know what Cristiano Del Norte's board think they're going to get from any other manager. However, Guardiola, maybe. i eighth
1: coach. this Russia coaches this. in yeah. 10 and rounds.
2: Guardiola, but until Russia 2018, because I, I, I heard... A rumor that he wants to be the coach of Argentina or Brazil national team after oh. that World Cup. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Okay. So, Cristiano Norte,
1: please. <laughs> Sam, looking with a face down, of please. absolute derision and amusement. Were these
0: rumors started by Argentine journalists or Spanish ones or German ones? I think I know the answer to that question already. <laughs> uh, on Sunday we had five games. They were Nueva Chicago nil, Racing Club nil. Aldo Civi 1, San Lorenzo 0, uh, River Plate 4, Banfield 1, San Martín de San Juan 2, Olimpo nil Lanús 1, Boca Juniors 3, on Monday there was just the 1, uh, Quilmes 1, Union 3, and on Tuesday, a bit weirdly, we had 2, I'm still a bit hazy on exactly why this was, um, Colón 2, Atletico de Rafaela 1 and Newell's Old Boys 2, Godoy Cruz 0 uh, the reason that those two games were not played over the weekend was that there were primary elections in Santa Fe province on Sunday mm-hmm. but as I say I'm slightly hazy about why that meant they had to be played on Tuesday while well, they couldn't have played one on Friday and one on Monday or something but you know, here we are, this is Argentina and, and there's lots more confusing um, postponements of matches to come as we shall discover um, Gentlemen, obviously the, the main results there were that the joint uh, four joint leaders at the beginning of the weekend, Rosario Central only drew San Lorenzo, lost away to Aldo Civi, uh, and River and Boca both won, which means that River, Plate and Boca Juniors are now joint top of the table on 24 mm-hmm. points, Belgrano are third on 22, 22. Yes. level but ahead of goal difference with someone else, Central, Central, Central thank you. Also on 22, Uh, San Lorenzo have 21, that completes the top 5, and there's a 3 point drop. Uh, Dan's just looking up the the league table in paper form now.
1: Yep. River, Boca, Begrano, Central, San Lorenzo. Lorenzo. And
0: then a 3 point drop down to Tigre on 18 points. Racing on 17 of course you have to keep going until you
1: have could keep going for Independiente if you like yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Banfield Lanús Sarmiento uh, they're not too far away still uh, on, on that note and since they're both
0: nice. big five clubs let's talk about the lack of goals in matches involving Abessane the sides this weekend this because week. they were the only two games that finished 0-0 what
1: gives Racing um, I didn't see much of the Independiente game but I can speak for Racing um, they didn't take their chances um, it was quite an entertaining game by all accounts. Um, I think Racing had at least 10 or 11 decent effort, efforts on goal and, and didn't convert one. For the second week in a row, Alejandro Sanchez, the uh, new Chicago goalie, uh, made himself a hero around Mateiros after keeping out Boca in a 0 0 the previous Sunday. And yeah, um, uh, Brian Fernandez missed. Uh, Missed three or four brilliant ones. Even Melito missed a couple. And yeah, it was uh, it were three points for Racing, but they just didn't take the chances. So. But there,
2: there was sorry, there was one one chance that was incredibly missed by Ryan Fernandez yeah. with with Sanchez out of of the goal and, and yeah. two defenders there. But well, of course they can't <laughs> take the ball with with their hands and yeah.
1: and, and, and somehow managed to put it over the bus somehow. There's a brilliant commentary from from one of the. Uh, the Racing radio stations and the guy just goes crazy over Fernandez. I think at one point he even even starts saying that we know he's a kid we know he's got 20 years but before when when kids were 18 we sent them off to fight in the Malvinas so it's no excuse somehow the Malvinas got in there as well it was, it was interesting It was he, pretty frustrated he
2: forgot that thanks to him Racing qualified as first he yeah had, in their, in their group from the Copa de Ventadores yeah. yours,
0: which we will uh, talk about briefly later but we're going to go into more detail on next week's show mm-hmm. uh, there's a good reason for that which I will explain if I remember to um, so that's a racing story Independiente
1: or Atanavosca
0: Peter well, we, yeah. we wanted you last week because it was the first time or the third time in 28 matches or something the Independiente failed to score and now it's happened twice in as many yeah. games so we can ask you what's going on is well, something would, rotten in the state of, Malaysia, a bit of it at least.
3: Well, I mean, I was at the match on on Saturday, and it was pretty awful. Um, and I don't, I don't really know what, what's going on. Throughout. I mean, the t- the team looks a little bit lost, and I think certainly the, the 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 kind of anxiety from the from the stands when they're playing at home definitely creeps into the into the side
1: I don't think it helped when Almiron came out and saying it was easier for him to play away right
3: yeah and I found, <laughs> but you do sense that at the start yeah but it's one know? of
1: these things like when Coca said we'd rather lose a Clasico and, and and win the league uh, they're kind of things that you might think but you shouldn't say yeah, when there's a I, camera around like, you say, can never Amidon come Almiron certainly
3: needs well. to be even more careful than most about what he says publicly given that he's already not a particularly popular no. figure Um But we're sort of beginning to see perhaps an end in in sight for Almiron. I think he's under a huge amount of pressure. Um, The frustration levels on Saturday were incredibly high. Um, I kind of have.
1: Sorry to interrupt. I have a theory. Uh, You know, it's one of these nice conspiracy theories we like. Not so much conspiracy, but at least it. I get the feeling that if Gabriel Melito hadn't taken the job in Estudiantes and Independiente, still drew with Argentinos, they would have they would have sacked Amido because well. Melito would have been there to to assume. Well,
0: would Mister Agüero been happy with
1: that? Why well, wouldn't
0: Mister
1: Agüero went on with the reserves and his brother? Well, I don't know how much it occurs to Aguero me that our listeners probably don't
0: know it. what I'm talking about there. Gabriel Melito was. Um, I don't know whether he was sacked or eased out of his job as a reserve manager for Independiente about a month or two ago after falling out with the Agüero family over whether Sergio's cousin or brother, I think it's brother wasn't it, yeah, um, should basically should should be allowed to not turn up to training or not. Gabriel felt that he should train and uh, the Agüero's disagreed. For
1: some reason. <laughs> training? <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I mean, as, as Dan kind of Hints and, and Peter as well is not entirely happy with Independiente in now four games without a win they've only lost one of those but particularly now the goals are starting yeah to fire, but
3: the thing is, is watching the on b- before like, whenever I've been on you, and obviously asked me about Almeron I've always kind of not been perhaps as vocal as many Independiente fans against watching them on, on Saturday you kind of I was watching them thinking this is a side where <laughs> With, well, we wouldn't be surprised to see the manager getting fired mm. Mm. Uh, because, and not just because of the results as such because the actual he, there didn't seem to be much of an idea and i am not seen a team so often play like strangers I mean, the amount of times where uh, Albertengo or Riano either the strikers went, spun off the defenders and went to look for the ball over the top and the midfielders played the ball along the floor t- into the, into the feet and vice versa They gave the ball away so many times like that um,
0: and against a team who know how to defend as well I mean Argentinos are generally pretty well set up pretty well organised mm. contrast it though with the fact that they lost at home to River effectively River's reserves the mm. previous week um, and yeah I mean Independiente just look should we say haphazard they, they, mm. they're throwing everything at it and hoping something sticks rather than trying to disrupt yeah, something exactly
3: there wasn't really good. any it was very desperate um, the way they went about trying to win the match and they and they were the side obviously looking to win against Argentinos. but you didn't see any real structure to how they were going about that it was kind of oh, alright let's just bomb just try and get the ball forward and, and see try, like that little inch of space where maybe we can get the ball to Manquejo yeah. but
1: I think Manquejo is key in this if he's kind of off colour and not at his best as he has been Pretty much since coming back from from international duty, right? Yeah, but uh, in the rely on Mancuesho a lot for goals, for movement in the middle, for set pieces, pretty much everything he, he gives them
3: My my problem with that, which, which, and it's, which is true, but I feel as though in even in this tournament, more or less, but particularly since since international duty, I'm not. I don't understand why Almeron has now switched to playing four four two. In a, it seems to be a system which completely hinders Manquish after doing what he does and, best.
2: And the other day there was a, a, a change he made that was very criticised because he uh, he put Valencia instead of uh, Pisano and there was a striker inside the, 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 the pitch, but... That is to say that he put Valencia on for Pisano. Valencia forward and, and he... Uh, uh, and, and instead of, of, of Pisano, who is the... the in charge of passing or, or making more creative plays and who was the one, the commentator said this and it's more or less like that, uh, who is the one who will pass the ball to Valencia in order to score? Yeah,
3: but, I mean the thing is it's strange it when I read the newspapers the next day that was certainly the slant that it went on was that everyone was furious that Pisano had gone off but the actual view of most of the people certainly standing around me on Saturday was that Pisano was having a Absolutely dreadful match and there was so much frustration because he lost the ball an incredible amount of times and he is a very frustrating player. But I for me he's another person that doesn't really fit at all into a four-four-two, which is another reason why I don't understand why Amradon, who never played 4-4-2 last season when we were quite successful, has suddenly gone to playing a 4-4-2. Pisano in a million years is not a right-sided Winger in a four four two. Four
0: four two is often in Argentina at least is often seen as a, a more defensive formation because the, mm. the, the the way it's conceived here is that the the two guys in the middle of midfield tend to both be playing as number fives. Let's say alongside each other, defensive midfielders alongside each other. And I wonder whether to an extent he was influenced by the fact that Independiente just couldn't defend for Toffee last year.
3: Well, that, may, that may be the fact, yeah. but <laughs> now it, for me it it, it hinders what Independiente, Independiente were doing well. Yeah, and you've got. A fl- playing a four-four-two with without two good wide players. I mean, Pisano is so left-footed and is constantly looking to come inside that he doesn't give any width really on the right. Um, and then on the left he's either been playing Mancuesho, which obviously you don't really want him stuck out too far a, wide. Like
2: lack of surprise. There is no... Um,
3: and when he plays as one of those number fives in the four four two, he has too much to do because he's playing in front of the defence to provide cover, but you also want him on the edge of the box scoring the goal. So mm. it completely, for me, shackles him. Um, and I think when you when we went back to the successes of the Transición with the four, two, three, one, you saw much better performances from Pisano in just the three and the same with Van because the Therefore, he had two players already behind him doing that job, yeah. And I think obviously the the leg broke, the leg break of Diego Rodriguez, w- would have been one of those players to be playing in the centre,
2: and it's been a big loss. But when when but of course there is a, there are players that are more important than than other players. In this case, Diego Rodriguez was like good uh, for the the draw of, of of the team. But when you depend so much on on any player or only one player, and, and you say oh because Diego Rodriguez is injured. Well, there, you, there wasn't a team. There were players trying to wield a team and not... Mm. Well, yeah.
0: So you, I mean, moving on yeah. Uh, in a tour around the Big Five, we'll, uh, we'll build up, uh, as, as we often do. Um, and we'll talk about San Lorenzo next, therefore, uh, who lost 1-0 way to Aldo Civi. I'm really hoping that one of you guys saw that match because I missed it. I was covering the tennis.
1: In drips and drabs. Basically, it was a second string San Lorenzo... Like The rest of a lot of players for the Copa. They've got
0: a lot to do this evening, Indeed. right after we finish recording. recording. Yeah. Uh, there are <coughs> away? No, at home and, to Danubio. Of course they're at home. I saw a few San of fans on the bus Indeed. coming down there. Yeah, because that um, bus goes back to, to, to uh, Bacovil. They have to either win by four and hope that uh, San Paolo versus Corinthians finishes in a draw, or they have to hope that Corinthians, who have already qualified and already won the group, beat San Paolo in which case they win for San Lorenzo by any score we'll send San Lorenzo through yeah, um, yeah. you will know by the time that this goes out uh, what happens and I indeed will, will record a quick 30 second bit after the theme tune at the very end to tell you what has happened in case you don't uh, <laughs> but we will be discussing it properly next week when we know who's playing who and, and all the rest of it because there are no Libertadores matches next week so we'll preview the knockout stages properly then including the Super Classico but it back to San Lorenzo be. in the league sorry
1: yeah, it was a game they didn't seem particularly interested in. Alosivi got their goal fairly early. And then from there, yeah, there was a bit of reaction from San Lorenzo. I know Calderuccio missed an absolute sitter. Like like one of those finishes that she couldn't believe in going. Contrasting much with what he did the other day in, in the Copa against Sao Paulo, which was fantastic. Yeah. Kind of the good and the bad. And then, yeah... Their chances had then taken them, and and they lost. I don't, I don't think the league's uh, San Lorenzo's priority at the moment. It's all about getting into that second round of the Copa.
2: We we can you can define San Lorenzo like that. It's one match in one match. Calderucci invents. it's like he, he made the, the play himself and yeah. finished it. And perhaps the other the other match he's going to complete disaster. It's like
1: yeah. I maintain that Calderucci is an excellent forward. I've said it yes. ever since he was at Keelam he's always been one of the players I've enjoyed watching unfortunately he had a really really nasty ligament tear and it it put him out for quite a long time but I still think he's a, he's a quality centre forward
0: it's worth pointing out of course that San Lorenzo even though as Dan says uh, the league at present is not the main priority um, they're very
1: They've much been going not, pretty well at it, right? exactly
0: I mean it's not like they're in crisis or anything no, 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 as no. we said earlier there uh, were three uh, points they
1: could afford fifth, uh, to let slip behind
0: the joint leaders Sorry. There were joint leaders going into last weekend, so they're not exactly um, a, a club in, in their, at their lowest
2: ebb. No, 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 no. Um,
1: but the Levanteores is, is important for
2: them. we yes. mentioned, We have already mentioned that there were supporters that were in that disagreed with 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 Balsa. That they, mm. they didn't want him to to continue, or, or at least they weren't very very happy with his with his job. And his, you see him uh, with the real real possibility to get through to round of 16, of Copa Libertadores and close to the, to the top of the, yeah. the league. That so says it all right. I
1: mean, maybe to put it in sort of uh, European-English perspective, it would be like, Arsenal winning their first ever Champions League, and then the very next year, the supporter saying, the, the guy who, who won the, the Champions League, asked the guy, because he's, he's done.
2: But yeah. ab- about Boussa, there is a myth that said that he's defensive himself. The way he's, he's, he's organised,
1: he's not a risk taker, but I don't know if he's necessarily defensive defensive.
0: He's not exactly anti football they play. No,
1: no, no. Um, organised, I'd say. Solid organised, but not overly defensive.
0: And so now let's let's move to the joint leaders. Uh, in some ways, what Argentine football's heading back into the mid nineties, isn't it? River and Boca going into a super tied at the top of the table. Uh, we're going to preview the Super classico pro- properly next week, obviously, uh, or rather the Super Classicos, because uh, the one fixture that we do already know for the last sixteen of the Copa Libertadores, which of course is done seeded according to group standings, is that River and Boca will play each other. So we've got three Super Classicos in the space of a week and a half coming up, which will be good fun. Um, River, I caught the second half against Banfield, and they looked. Pretty good, four-one. Yeah. Uh, Fernando Cabanaki scored the third and fourth goals to take him on to him, him yeah, to take him on to 107 for one of a lovely backheel. Make exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the second was, was a fantastic back heel and it made him the tenth all-time highest mm-hmm.
2: goal scorer. Say yes, I am not wrong, he R- River uh, won for the first time in his five consecutive wins for more than one goal. No, yes. Is that's
0: so. Yes. In the league or all
2: competitions? Leagues in the league, the, the national tournament. Now
0: they've got a couple of one 0s in there. One nil, one 2
2: Yes, three two two one one nil.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yes. the, the
2: previous four were all one yes. one goal victories, and yeah. Uh, so it it of of course means an improvement and and, and so uh, uh, more more than anything for in. They, that they score more goals than, than in the previous
1: matches we should say against the Banfield team that really do have a shoddy defence like they're really leaky at the back Banfield we saw it the week before as well against Lanús and they gift a couple of goals and they had a chance to come back to, back in it against River it's yeah. scored a fantastic goal to make it 2-1 it was Juan Casares who just ripped through the middle of the pitch and set up uh, Cuero
2: yep yeah. But there was no Bartolo.
1: And straight, but straight after the two-one, they just stood back and uh, River basically scored without
2: but, much opposition. For, in my opinion, they didn't have their soul with, with Bartolo. Mm. It's,
1: no, that, that could be, but it was it was an aided victory by a River, aided and by some Casares
2: was good. He even yeah, after yeah. The, the, the 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 first goal, mm. the only goal they scored with Cuero after. The pass from, I think Cuero
3: missed quite a decent one as well, right, oh, in somebody, first half? Somebody in the second half, I think Casares missed an absolute... I six. think it was a, quite a Free a,
2: kick in the, in, the, uh, in the bar, he kicked mm. a, in the bar and...
3: No, but who, who was it who... From yes, Casares. Yeah. He guard, said that yeah, the ball
2: missed mis- uh, in the in the, the grass and yes, he was yeah. Casares.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean that was a yeah. superb chance.
2: So, for me, was the difference? main difference was yes, the opportunities that were finished in the net, me, meanwhile in the other matches perhaps were, were good, good skills, good performance, with, but not with the, uh, not scoring.
0: The yeah, the without the end product, I mean, I, I'd agree that to an extent even uh, leaving aside the, the quality of the defence that they were playing against is is going to be, be at least a boost and if not encouraging mm-hmm. the ah, river that they've actually managed to put some of the chances away. Um, on which note, similarly, we'll move on to Boca because we were talking last week about how prior to, to last weekend Boca hadn't played anybody at all in the top half of the table. The highest-placed team going into last weekend that Boca had played was 16th-placed Estudiantes. Um, they haven't really played anybody. They had a very weak Doris group as well. So it was going to be their first real test against the Danus side who were just coming from having lost their first game at home after more than a year. Um, Boca went 1-0 down 46 seconds in through uh, Victor Achala's opener and responded really well. Um, second half especially, I thought they were very good. They, they were perhaps slightly fortunate initially to get level, but then once they were level, they kept the pressure on throughout the, mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the first half and in the second half. Um, I thought the penalty at the very mm-hmm. end was a little yeah. lucky, but at the same soft. time, yeah. the final 3-1 scoreline was... But there was only a team in the in the match, in
2: the, yeah. in the second half. Um, it's not luck, but they will. They were not lucky, but they. It was good for Boca that the, the, the Lanús goal was just at the beginning, and they went. Right. They had time to to recover. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, anyway, even even though that uh, that play was brilliant, was perfect, mm-hmm. thing. and the only it seems like the only way to score a goal to Germosara or Orion, whatever, mm-hmm. is by that way with a brilliant play. Yeah. Because was Lanús play was. Special. The way you have to play Boca is like that the 90, 90 minutes of the game because... Uh, and
1: then you got to hope that Nicolás Lodeiro, Lodeiro doesn't do anything because for me I think I said it at the start of the season everyone was talking about Osvaldo um, these guys yes, at yes. Boca Scott I said Lodeiro, Pabonca, No, Lodeiro, Lodeiro is the son of the season and I think he's proving it like he's just got so much class especially when he's there with Gago that kind of duo in, in, in the middle just means that Boca yeah. are going to have 7 8 scoring chances again but Roborre
2: wants to save Caleri and Chavez for future matches and yeah. they have Pavon Pavon scoring a man. Oh. A- a- a-
1: Palacios well before he got injured but like yes. yeah they just got, they got so many goals scoring like goal scoring out this Boca they
0: That's have got so far in the league uh, they've scored 18 goals of which 3 have come from Daniel Osvaldo uh, Jonathan Caleri, Juan Manuel Martínez, César Meli, and Sebastián Palacios have got two each and there has been one apiece from Federico Carrizo, uh, Franco Cristaldo, Daniel Díaz, Cristian Herbes, Fernando Gago, Nicolás Lodeiro and Cristian Pavón. So that just show, and the, the three goals yeah. um, on Sunday were from three different goal scorers so that just underlines the point that they've, they've got a lot of outlets. Uh, That's they because also, they're
1: rotating the squad yeah. you look, know, it shows um, how much depth they've got. They've got a very big squad as
0: and well. Not you
2: know, to tell us, so. but they have been has had two matches with no accuracy or, or not good yeah. performance he did set up the second goal with a very nice pass well, yes. halfway mm-hmm. line there. Um,
0: but yeah I mean, generally it's it's watching Daniel Osvaldo's last couple of appearances a bit slightly less annoying than watching the previous one because he's a bit, <laughs> a bit less of a dick <laughs> <laughs> two ever he's presents. still a dick two, er, two ever present in the league so far for Boca uh,
1: Meli and Osvaldo
0: no Peter what did you say? Daniel Diaz no he's one of them
1: did he? Oh, yeah, he didn't play against Zamora. That's right.
0: Anyone else? other <sighs> one? Well done. Uh-huh. they've both played 10 games and they are the two defenders, obviously. Uh, the, the, the rest, it is just a, a point that the rest have been so uh, heavily rotated, but Jonathan Caleri and Nicolas Lodeiro have both played nine.
1: Colasso played quite yeah, a few as
0: well, plays, right? Colasso has played seven of them, yeah, yeah in the league. Far. But
2: I, I think that with midfield and, and, and attack at this level, they can play all the matches because they are have no many work, no 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 that kind of, of work when you are attacked all the time and you have to perhaps go to the, the to one one side of the of the of the pitch and <coughs> close the the position and and clear. The, it's like a, a very quiet. Moment for them, and, and we have to remember Daniel Diaz, Cata last year when he was a complete disaster, a crap, because Boca was all the team was not very yeah, was all uh, not, not solid team. So, in this case, he's shared by the team who, that is playing brilliantly. And I say it's a river supporter <laughs> that, that they we should are should record playing. that,
1: that's not going to be said much. Like.
2: Uh, no, but uh, <laughs> it, I mean, even saying that, there will be. Free even matches because it's Boca River, but we have to. Oh yeah, the free game.
1: I know Sam doesn't want to go, go into it too much, but they're going to be free. We have to admit, Games completely, you know, I, I until say, the final minute.
2: I would not say Boca is like Barcelona as I as I read, but they are playing. No, the that's kind
1: well. of a bit over the top, just a tiny bit, just a bit.
2: Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I've made the point a couple of times, I think, already this year that, as I said just before, we mentioned that that for the first real test they've come through that first test very nicely indeed, they've got mm. a, as we mentioned a, a huge three tests coming up, uh, of course it's a huge three test for River as well but River have maybe played a couple more teams who are at least on a similar level over <coughs> San Lorenzo already, but it's going to be very interesting the, the dynamic, particularly in the Libertadores games after River just scraped through whilst we were recording uh, last week um, and we will be back next week to to discuss the the, the super classicals to preview them properly I did just want to mention Bocker's if I was a Boca fan I think I'd be rather embarrassed about it a uh, little hissy fit when they discovered that the Copa <coughs> Libertadores last 16 matches might not be played at exactly the kickoff time and then on exactly the day that they want them um, <gasps> Mercy. Uh, what's the manager's name Arroba Arena was asked about it after the Lanús victory and uh, th- th- there are rumours at the moment that they might be played on the two Thursdays that would be Thursday the Fourth and hang on I'm getting my dates mixed up Yeah, four, no the 6th 13th thirteenth, thirteenth, thank you um, and he, he did his nut and said no 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 they were going to be played on the Wednesdays that, that, that was always it that, that Conmebol never announce any kick off times or dates until everybody knows exactly which last 16 matches, matchups are going to take place they'll be decided tomorrow they've always been decided tomorrow and as one of Conmebol's uh, senior figures said on Monday we can't reschedule something that hasn't been scheduled yet um, so if you're a Boca fan um, and, and you were thinking of, of writing in and asking us, you know, what was all the fuss about or anything like that, or if you're just wondering, uh, then basically it, it's Juan Carlos Crespi, the, the Boca Juniors vice president, making an ass of himself again. I even and saw, in this I, case, making a complete of his something... manager by telling his manager something that wasn't the case, presumably. Because mm-hmm. I can't yeah. think that's on a Robert Reina. He, he's not no, one of the no, administrators, no, so no. it's not up to him to know yeah. exactly how it works. But how a Robert Reina couldn't have realised that nothing was confirmed yet when we all knew yeah. straight away. it was It's quite bizarre.
1: Yeah. But in that, I saw a, there was an even more ridiculous side note to that as well, which was I saw in some new, uh, news outlets or newspapers, I can't remember which, they were saying, Bocca will moderate their protests because Angelici is, has his eyes on uh, places Secretary of Commonwealth. It's like, moderate your
2: protest again. You can, you can moderate it, but there's no protest. What the hell is but going that, on? This is not the first, Ay, I hate nor the second time that Crispy says something ridiculous or does something He's well, an it's, idiot. It's, it's thanks to Angelic, Crispy. Angelici, uh, Crispy by the position, I, remember. I remember World Cup, Argentina national team Bonker mm. when he put a banner in the say, saying, Welcome to the <laughs> champions of the world, and something like that. Mm. And They wanted. to they went, made him take it down before the Argentina side mm. arrived because they were afraid it
0: was going to curse them. Well, yeah. well done, Juan Carlos Um, One of the silliest directors in Argentine, company, I think we can say. But I think he'd probably rather have him on your side than against you, if you had the, op- the options, possibly. But then again, he's so embarrassing that maybe you wouldn't. I don't Only know.
1: if the other side was in the middle of the Atlantic, Ocean, you can say that. Mm.
0: Uh, there are, of course, apart from the Big Five, another, ridiculously, another 25 teams in this Primera. So are there any other moments gentlemen, that stood out to you from Would the you weekend. say something
1: about Bergerano? Because they've been going great guns recently. Yep. That was after losing our, our old favourite, Picandi. And they've just gone from straight to strength.
0: Marobolo has stepped up fantastically before that, He scored the only goal against I del Norte on Saturday. I can't say,
1: I'll be lying if I say I've been watching them very closely. But it seems like they're doing pretty well.
0: And, and as I said earlier in the season as well it's Chris a back, right? background yeah. is yeah um, and he's and very much looking like somebody mm-hmm. who I'm now starting to wonder is, or, or as, as I said a few weeks ago I'm starting to wonder whether he's going to be going to before you would have thought right he's going to be with one of the big five in mm. six months time and now I think he's going to probably just go straight to Europe it would seem so um,
1: I think Kiefer Bagrano as well has been uh, the returner of Chiqui Perez mm. he, you know he's a fairly erratic defender at times he, he you know he makes mistakes at is, is, but he's inspirational definitely he is, like, is, he's got the attitude to win the team forward
2: has something that not many teams have which is players that they they are uh, from there yeah there's a lot of local pride in minor divisions Cordo, like Sarabia the yeah, yeah. right back who is uh, strong he's, he, he fights every ball with, with very, mm-hmm. very good personality yeah. and they have three ugly men of defence like yeah. Escudero, Sergio Escudero, uh, Chiqui Pérez, and Lema. You can probably are chuck Olave
1: in that ugly, yeah, man uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> in the ugly man category as well. But yeah, they're they're fighters, they're warriors. Yes. And Tigre. It's, it's going well.
0: Tigre are doing well as well. Leandro Gonzalez perez from centre-back, has scored two in two games, which mm-hmm. is not bad. The, 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 the one on uh, Saturday wasn't quite as spectacular as the one the previous month, though. Uh, where he ran the length of the pitch, exchanged a 1-2 with a forward and then put it in the bottom corner. Uh, but it was it was vital, it put them 1-0 up and they came away with a deserved 2-1 win away to I Um I
2: was going to say, sorry, uh, that about the two defenders that scored more than one opportunity consecutively. I don't remember a lot mm. of defenders that mm. did that, like uh, him and Donati, who scored three times in a row. Mm.
0: Oh, you're quite right, yeah, no, with no teammates scoring any of the goals for the team in between. Um, let's talk briefly about the managers who are out of the job. We've mentioned the names already. Uh, so let's go through. Arsenal have uh, seen, they've sacked Martin Palermo, as we say. It's always slightly confusing when managers leave their jobs here because the media tend to report it as being he is no longer the manager and they don't exactly tell you what happened. Mm. But we think Arsenal have sacked um, Martin Palermo. We all saw this one coming. Yeah. Names, names in the hat to replace him. Anybody? No idea. There are three jobs up this week. That's yeah. a tenth of the league,
1: yeah. so I can't. But I can't imagine there's many unemployed coaches around, right? With uh, you know, with thirty teams to fill. Certainly and not a Primera
0: Standard. Yeah, especially given that some of the coaches in the Primera don't seem to be a Primera Standard either.
1: I'm sure Caruso is going to be linked with one of these jobs. Caruso has
0: got to be Cruzeiro del Norte, surely. <laughs> I mean, it's. He'll it end up
1: being it. the owner of Misiones. Like he'll set up as his own personal kingdom. So, Corsero del Norte, more oh, seriously,
0: I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, what on earth do they expect anybody else know. to be able to get out of I'm going to apply
1: sport? for the Corsero del Norte job. let see the
0: how we do I realistic chance of getting it, perhaps. Um, they're currently only uh, 27th, so they're 4th from bottom rather than
2: rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Corsero del Norte 26th, 26th and, and, and what I watched on, uh, in, on their match against Sarmiento mm-hmm. was... It was lack la- lack of 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 willing to win against a a, a recently promoted team mm. who is doesn't really play. It's not that they are, Sarmiento is horrible or they are mm. they are they are winning they are winning matches. They are playing well, although they, today they play they lost to Deportivo Merlo for Copa yeah, Argentina. Yeah, or
1: well, look at Temperley uh, as well. Yes went up two divisions in a year but independently of Sarmiento Which, good. it's amazing like, yeah. and they're holding their own in their mid-table in the league Nineteen,
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> very high
1: up
0: the table mid-table yeah, <laughs> but, oh,
2: yeah
0: it's mid-table, like. but
2: independently of Sarmiento good, uh, good matches uh, Arsenal that the other day was mm. uh, they, you knew when they wo- you watched them play that they would yeah. get the, the equaliser right. because they, they didn't play with the, the, the strength or, or the willing they, they have to Mm.
0: Yeah. So, and one of the ways, the ways that they've fallen away as well is that Arsenal, when they were good, have always been good in defence. Yeah, um, and in fact, that's that's where Dan's precisely right to compare them with Tempere because Tempere are the only side outside the top seven who have not yet conceded double figures. Rassing is seventh, and they are the lowest placed team to concede single figures. Racing have conceded like four, right? R- Rassing have conceded six. River, who of course are one of the top seven have conceded 13 so Tempeler down in 19th but have mm-hmm. only conceded 9 uh, in a 10. way that's impressive they've scored 7 um, but they're doing well enough so far especially compared with, with yeah, the yeah. other teams well they, you know, they're not
1: they're doing more than enough to, to stay in the league to be so. staying
0: up exactly um, so now we don't know who's mm-hmm. going to manage them Cruzeiro del Norte we don't know who's going to want to manage them no. No I, I heard I think Facundo
1: Sava might be around there I, uh, no. I
0: don't can know we, Can we see these three managers just swapping jobs with each other? I don't Darío think Palermo go is going to go
1: to uh, Cruzeiro del Norte. No, I but can't c- see <laughs> Might he go to Defensa? Could I Dario don't...
0: Franco go to
2: Arsenal? Or no. del Norte Dario
1: Franco is more likely to go to uh, Cruzeiro del Norte.
2: Yeah. The style of yeah. Dario Franco is just the opposite to Arsenal, I think. Yeah. Mm. And Gabriel Shura? What next for him? He Does could go anywhere.
1: To employ him after that? I don't. He's never really done anything anywhere, right? Like,
2: I see him being the coach of a youth division for Lanús or something mm. like that. You think he could go back? I'll
0: For del Norte under Gabriel Scherrer have scored one, two, three, four, five goals. Oh, there's one, Ten matches. One more thing I wanted to point out
1: go about the, this week's Primera that while Racing can score a goal for Love No Money, the striker that they want to bring in to replace mm. the Uruguayo Carlos Núñez uh, scored a hat trick. Who is injured, of course, and yeah, long-term broke injury, which is why they're he allowed to. Right? cruciate ligaments. But yeah, Unión wanna hold on to uh, Emmanuel en- Enrique Enrique Enrique, Enrique. Enrique, Enrique Treverio. Treverio like at all cost, and you can see why because he scored a fantastic hat trick against Quilmes mm. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Away from home to, uh, to help Unión win three-one. Now,
2: now he's and three three million dollar more. Scored. Yeah. Now yeah.
1: his asking price has just gone up two million dollars we're like
0: seven goals in eight appearances
1: yep not One bad,
0: especially for a team like yep. what? No, have not you not gone
1: over the top team. scorers there's a lot of uh, Santa Fe province based players in the there?
0: division we've got let's see Marco Ruben for Rosario Central Santa Fe province Enrico so, uh, Triverio in second uh, Ruben's got Ruben sorry not Ruben not not Ruben Ruben, but Ruben. Ruben has got eight uh, Triverio has seven uh, Lucas Albertengo of the famous Santa Fe side of Independiente Wait, hey, was it Rafael uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fernando Cabernacchi uh, and Leandro Fernandes have got a cruise, all have six uh, but then yeah Vito Malcorra of Union has five and there are a few more
1: I only said it because the top two yeah, were yeah. <laughs>
0: no i the three of the top handful excellent It's not a bad average at all and two yeah. of them for Union yeah. as well for the for the same Santa Fe side um, good going
3: and Any other? Zeng and Union would one a hefty
1: fee I'd have thought yeah to <laughs> let him go in it's the middle about of the $900, season $900,000 is
0: it dollars or pesos dollars I think it
1: can be pesos that's about 50 grand <laughs>
0: yes that's true Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah $900,000 for which I guess for a site like Unión is, is a significant yeah.
1: chunk and of and it, of it money. should be something that Racing can buy but we'll see if, if they want to they're talking about if not it'd be um, Caraglio yeah,
3: yeah huge really huge blow though for, for Unión I mean, what we've mentioned previously is that the thing that separates them from most of the newly prioritised is the fact they have goals in the team. And to, to, to sell their main source a ten gate, a third of the way into the season would be a big blow.
1: They can deal with it.
0: <laughs> we shall see. Watch this space. Um, any other big talking points from the weekend, gentlemen? Uh, no. Is there anything about forgetting any major controversies or anything like that? No, in that case, uh, this musical break will allow us to refill our glasses and hopefully not have to uh, replace the batteries in the microphone. Um, So don't go away. history section is presented by Daniel Edwards yes
1: today children we're going to talk (laughs) Um, yeah so this is basically coming from an article I did a couple of weeks ago for these football times which is a website well worth checking out they do a lot of stuff that doesn't get published in more mainstream football websites lots of stuff about history um, culture that kind of thing and um, the piece I did for them and the story I'm going to tell today um, coincided, basically, which is what inspired me to write it, with the death of an, a Venezuelan painter and sculptor, as you know, most football stories do, uh, called Paul del Rio. And this guy, you know, in his in his later years was, yeah was an artist but he started off as um, as a revolutionary in Venezuela fighting against the Betancourt regime which was a fairly authoritative regime it was in the kind of post-cuban Revolution era um, uh, where there was a lot of lot of kind of militants in South America in Argentina I think it manifested a little bit later with uh, Montaneros and these groups but in Venezuela it was in the, the early 60s. And this guy who in that time had a nom de guerre of uh, Maximo Canales decided the best way to publicize his cause was to kidnap Alfredo Estefano. The Estefano was uh, towards the end of his career and he'd come to, to Venezuela on a pre-season tour with Real Madrid. And he got a knock on his hotel door one night. Uh... And a Five policemen in uniform. He who, who said, "Mr. Stefano, you have to come with us. Uh, we need to talk to you down the station. Nothing to worry about. We need to ask you a few questions." All uh, right. He wasn't very happy. It was about six in the morning, and he'd been put out of bed. But he put he put on a a shirt, some trousers, and he went down with him. And once he was in the car, uh, they said, "Look, really, this is a kidnapping. Um, we're from." then I can't remember what group, the National Liberation Front of Venezuela or, or what have you. And no one listens to us, so we've we've kidnapped you to make sure the whole world knows about our story. We're not gonna harm a hair in your head, you're gonna be back home in a few days, but just sit tight. And see so yeah, it was um it was a funny story because uh, Canales and this they were together for these three days, you know, hostage and in Kidnapper, um, I think they played chess together. They played drafts together, and they talked a lot. Uh, there's a, a fantastic fight that the uh, that the Revolutionary Group release of the two, obviously, in really deep conversation, um, uh, talking from there.
0: In which Di Stefano looks terrified. Yeah, <laughs> as <laughs> he does in all of these, and as he later admitted to being the entire time.
1: Yeah, he was absolutely bricking it. Um, there's a brilliant. They, they told him several
0: times, we don't want to kill you, we don't want to yeah. death on our hands. They explained to him that they were actually planning to, I think, kidnap Igor Stravinsky. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Only they were afraid of the, he would have a heart the Russian die on them, So yeah. no, we, we didn't do that for that reason. And yet he was still <laughs> absolutely convinced throughout that he yeah. was going to be shot at any moment.
1: Yeah, there was an anecdote that uh, this Stefano later told in his autobiography that obviously, logically enough, he didn't have much hunger. Uh, he wasn't very hungry during his it's captivity but they offered him a uh, paella he said no I'm alright oh now you got to try this paella it's from the best restaurant in Caracas it's from this neighbourhood and he said but you guys are um, revolutionaries fugitives like how'd you go ah oh, no no we got all the we got half the police force in our pocket it's so good like we can go come and go and at that point he thought oh, no, I'm, I'm really dead I'm <laughs> really dead and so it all finished about three days later, they they took him back to the centre of Caracas and they let him go. And from what this Stéfano explains, it was a really funny scene because they kind of just said, all right, uh, Don This Stéfano, um, you can get out now, I'm sorry for the inconvenience, but no uh, hard feelings go. And he kind of went in commando M- mode, like, he threw himself out of the car, ran across a highway, like jumped in a taxi, go, 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 go take me to the embassy. And he, w- yeah, he was fine. And I think that same day he went out to to play for Ramarrida against um, against Sao Paulo. And by all accounts, he d- didn't play particularly well. But he was he was very much he was applauded by by the stadium.
0: One thing I particularly liked about your article uh, was the the bit is a postscript, let's say. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Years
1: ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, um, canales or del rio siempre yeah, siempre always said to, uh, to Stefano look whenever you're in Venezuela um, uh, we're going to go out for dinner um, it's fine you know no hard feelings no hard feelings and Stefano funnily enough uh, said mm, no I don't think I'm going to go back but in two thousand. this is putting
0: me in mind and non-British listeners aren't going to have a clue what I'm talking about here but this is putting me in mind of a certain Alan Partridge episode
1: <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Um, but in 2005, some marketing bright spark in, in Real Madrid had the brilliant idea of bringing the two together and bringing the um, Rio into the f- into the festivities for Real Madrid's centenary, which had a um, which included a really overblown melodramatic film showing all the 100 years of Madrid, which included a scene on uh, captivity. And I believe. Uh, The Rio acted in this film, he did a few parts, and he took photos with Raul, with Roberto Carlos, um, a few other plays. It's
2: it's incredible the way he was treated when he was kidnapped, or when he was released. Sorry for the inconvenience. The same way that the subway, when the subway is not going, is not uh, working, they say... Sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah, in the exactly.
1: Same these were good ki- kidnappings, like old kidnappings. Not like these kidnappings we have these days, which are all violent. You know, these were these were good co- kidnappings, like
3: in the okay, old well, days. A kidnapping well, of, the is the sort of the rest. <laughs> a that we have, would be like, oh, he was right along yeah. the guy that took you yeah. <laughs> captive. <But laughs> basically, Stefano. It's
0: one thing as well if, if if Paris has a word with Di Stefano first and says, you know, you're okay with doing this. That's still a bit mental, but at least he's checked the fact that he just goes oh by the way we've got this bloke over here to have a photo with you (laughs) expecting it to be all all alright I mean
1: yeah but uh, true to form and you know in line with everything we we came to know about Di Stefano his character he told the real way to go he said look you put me and my family through um, through a lot of suffering a lot of fear and we don't have anything to talk about
0: I'm not sure that's just Di Stefano's (laughs) character No. I think most reasonable people would have been quite pissed <laughs> it's off It's true, enough. but I can imagine
1: <laughs> the scene this Stefano, you're like, big Russian. just piss off, piss <laughs> off, kidnapping bastard. And yeah, so that was the story of um, De Río and Stefano, and De Río passed away in Caracas at the start of April.
0: Committed suicide,
1: no? Committed suicide, yeah. He shot himself in the heart. Was um, this as a
0: result of Stefano's rejection, or?
1: I don't know. Given them about I, ten years, it was ten day, years. Yeah, but not, but. it's curious, you know. The two ended up, you know, uh, passing on fairly close to each other. Mm. If you Remember, this uh, Stefano was in July last year, and then less than a year later is his tormentor and would be friend. If he'd just <laughs> given him a chance, <laughs> went too. So it's just it's a it's a curious tale from from the annals of football history. Um,
0: Thank you for presenting it to us, Dom. My pleasure. Beautifully spoken, if I may say so.
1: I hope that Sam can, can sit the article up on Twitter or something and give me a bit of a plug, and that'll be good. But yeah. check out the website, it's it's well worth a look.
0: I certainly will do. Um, I will, I'll try and uh, remember to, to tweet the link on the Pod account later. Excellent. And speaking of the HandlePod Twitter account, we're now going to go on to some questions. We have had a fair few, first of all, from Lawrence Hart, who asks, I'm not sure actually whether this is counts as more than one question or whether it's just one question spread over a few tweets. So I'll read them all out in the order he sent them. Uh, question for this week's pod. What impact has bloated league had on attendances in RG ball? I.e. Mm. is there a noticeable drop when the more established teams play the lesser teams, when the lesser teams play each other? Is there a higher... T- I'm sorry. And when the lesser teams play each other, is there a higher attendance because the matches are being played at a higher level? On a similar subject, what effect has the away support ban had Um, our football player had on attendances plus right so this is more than one question but also do the clubs still have to sell cheaper tickets to women as they did in 2002 right first of all yes the last one is yes there are still damas
1: tickets at least for racing there's damas tickets they're about 20 or 30 pesos cheaper I would say that the ban on away fans has more impact on on attendances than the expansion of the league especially in yeah no, all all across the board, because you always gonna have a few away fans in any in any grant.
2: But it, it has political meaning because, of course, there are more people watching the the, the games on their TVs, and on their halftime there is a political propaganda. Mm. There is an advertisement for the government, and and this means people watching at the at data at those advertisements. So, I don't say that government or para Todos like the awake supporters not to go to the stadiums but it has a, a, a no I'm not sure I, mm. I think that
0: from, the TV com, from any TV com, company's point of view it's more attractive to have awake fans in the stadiums yeah. and to have <laughs> the to the atmosphere I mean the, the super classical that we have coming up is, is the one match that Argentine yes. football can sell around the world yeah. and it looks Bloody dreadful that it's going to be played in La Bombonera without River fans, <coughs> the same way as the last couple of the Monumental without Boca fans. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the, the 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 atmosphere is still amazing, agree. but it's not. Yeah. As yes, I agree,
2: but I don't think this. Oh what a pity that away uh, supporters can't go to watch their teams because they are they are at home watching easily. And with their advertisements. so mm. I, don't, I, I don't think that they're no. too bothered about. I think it's
1: more players. a lack of will to tackle the issue in an election year. Yeah, because yeah. they don't want anything to go wrong.
0: And we have a related question to that uh, coming up in a minute: um, the football paradox effect on attendance attendances itself negligible, I would say. I
1: w- can't say I didn't uh, see much football before. I'd, I'd football be surprised.
0: I'd be surprised if the increased televisation of the game has had as much of an effect as yeah. the Barra say so making the families uh, mm. maybe a bit more reluctant. Certainly, in some stadiums, not all. And inflation um, as well on tickets. And and, and yeah. yeah. Um, There's a lot of issues. Yeah. As for the lesser teams meeting, uh, is there a higher attendance? We don't really know because attendance figures are very unreliable in Argentina yeah. and difficult to come by. I mean, I don't know how many. Um, people were at Crucello del Norte against Defensa PCO when it was in the B but I would have thought it's going to be a similar number to, <coughs> to when it's in the, the Primera, no? Yeah. Liam Delaney asks that question about away fans that I mentioned a second ago uh, any sign of away fans being reintroduced into league games and where does opinion in Argentina stand on the away
1: fan ban possibly after the Copa America that's no. what we've been told after the elections I'm going for
0: I'd, I'd say yours think, is more realistic. I don't think that the but Clubs will have... That's it.
1: the official line at the moment. After yeah, the well, in. So,
0: somebody in the office said, oh, we're thinking about it after the Copa America, but first of all, that means you're playing part of the Championship with away fans and part of it without, and that may or may not be seen to give an advantage for certain teams. I mean, never mind the fact that certain teams have got to play some games at home and some away and they're not playing everybody <laughs> against everybody else. Um... And secondly, nobody wants to allow away fans back in before the elections and then take the risk that somebody gets killed and it's seen as being because that happened and therefore they lose votes mm. in people's heads. Don't forget, this is, this is all an electoral heads. year both in Argentina and for the Argentine Football Association.
2: But anyway, there was almost someone killed in Arsenal. As you imagine, there was no <coughs> yeah. no away. There's no
1: need for away fans for people to No, precisely.
2: Killed. I mean, And that's
0: the point that Joel yeah. has often made when, he, when he's been on and, and, and that we've all made. Is that most of the violence isn't actually home fans against away fans? It's home fans against home fans, or away fans against away fans, and therefore just banning away fans doesn't really do much. No. And you know, the straw that broke the camel's back as well was the police shooting an away fan dead. It yes. wasn't anything. You know, the the Lanus fan, not even Badra, who got shot in the chest. Um, and that's why they decided to to ban them. I mean, if there are no away fans in the stadium, then no away fans can be shot by the police. I guess. Yes. Don't think about banning the police. Heaven <laughs> forbid. Um, as for where does opinion stand on the away fan ban, I'd say fairly close to what I suggested a minute ago that the atmosphere is not as good. No. Is what I've heard expressed more than anything else. But
3: aside from that, I think you'll be hard pushed to find an Argentine who, an Argentine football fan Who's in favour of it. Yeah, no, no one's <laughs> in, in, yeah. in fact.
2: I I I bet there will be a match in which there will be more of his uh, more than supporters, and there will be someone there anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, So we can have. Uh, there's, if, if you look on my, my current Twitter, I don't know what it's called, the background, the header picture or whatever, is not my avatar, but the, the one if you go onto my actual Twitter page, um, then it's a picture that I took during the Super Classico in the league last year um, of one of the, the river flags um, hanging from close to what's supposed to be the away end of the Monumental, which is the stand that I was in to watch the game. Um, Reading CVC thumbtacks, no, I football. Without yeah. visiting fans, there is no football. So that gives you some idea of, of the strength of feeling. And yeah. there are similar banners in various stadiums around at the moment.
1: Yeah. I, for one, who went to a lot of away games when I could, it's fantastic. I love going to away games. It's pretty scary at times, but it's it's great fun. I, I think I, that's I saw
0: Arquintinos five years ago. I saw Arquintinos win the league away to Olaikan from the away end, and getting in was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. But it was a hell of a lot of fun once we were in.
1: Imagine doing that in. Particularly uh, as there
0: were more Argentinos yeah. fans than the are away which is bloody enormous, than there were Can fans in the home stand. Imagine doing
1: right. that in uh, Santa Fe as well, in Tucuman, in Bahia Blanca, and you get an idea—just running the, for your in, life. your way in,
3: in La Bombonera with Godoy Cruz when they won, like
1: four 0 or something in the 2011. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was in yeah, it was great. Yeah, a few times coming out the Bombonera and hearing shots when <laughs> Racing a, a one or drawn—that like was. So.
0: <laughs> Tom Robinson asks with a third of the season gone we have now had idea. a third of the season you're quite right ten games exactly a third Jesus. which player has been the biggest surprise package and which has been the best transfer so far this is something that I wanted to say because I obviously saw Tom's question before we started recording mm-hmm. and wanted to mention Triverio myself we've already talked about mm-hmm. it uh, so let's say apart from Triverio
1: I'm going to stick I said it earlier the best sign in Slodido. he's
3: been vital in Bocke. I think also with with Bocke, um somewhat surprisingly given, sort of signed as a second-choice goalkeeper, but I think Geshe-Mosana... Well, of, after I was thinking, yeah. on embarrassed himself well, so much. As yeah, as I mean, like, given, me. given the amount of games he's missed with two red cards, um, for Bocca this season to have had such an outstanding deputy has, yeah. I think, been invaluable. I mean, I don't think... Perhaps they wouldn't have quite so many points in the absence of Orion had they had to rely on, uh, was it Triple
2: mm-hmm. E? Yeah, Triple yeah. um,
3: But I think he's proved to be a great signing at a, at a great time, <laughs> given <laughs> <laughs> Orion's madness. Definitely. I have a lot. Dodeiro, uh, Ruben as well. well. Dodeiro, okay, Diverio, yeah, Ruben Donati. Yeah. Uh, well, we have Don't. a lot. Yes. Were
2: Ruben we Donati signed
0: Super by Central?
2: Right? Yeah, but were they signed by Central? Oh, no, sign no. Sorry. Ruben, oh, like yeah. Ruben came, Sur- came in. Surprise. Surprise. Surpri-
0: surprise package, yeah, you're quite right yeah. they might come towards you. Yeah. Yeah. No, Ruben came in January. No, there's two parts of the did question. Oh, the first okay. part is a surprise package no. and second is something else. Oh, OK. So it, was he supposed in January? I'm oh, sure. you're right, yeah. He, yeah. he was yeah. playing for Central before and he left and yes, came back. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Um, Santiago Corbalan asks, Prediction for the Super Clásicos for Libertadores next weekend? No, we're not going to answer that now. Ask us again next week.
1: Ask him if he's don't related please. to Claudia.
0: And, and I, I don't... <laughs> Uh are you related to Claudio Dan wants to know something? And also I don't want to sound like an asshole but please when you when you tweet questions, just tweet them to handle pod and don't hit reply all. That goes to everybody. It's tremendously irritating seeing my notifications. We only check the handle pod t- uh, Twitter when we're recording. <laughs> Sorry for the momentary twatishness. Um Football I News. uh in reply to, to Tom's question, says, I would say Triverio, Malcorra, and Cervi are the biggest surprises. Cervi is a very good
1: Cervi- Yeah, Cervi we kind of saw last year, which is why I didn't... You reckon? Like yeah. You like him? yeah. You like him? I saw him when yeah, I watched we, him playing in Terraci, he was yeah. fantastic. Like, Central okay. ended up losing 3-0 that game, but he was really, good. I think really
3: good. The, th- the thing with Cervi was. we saw a, s- a small glimpse in the transition, mm. uh, he's interesting, and then... think
0: I guess the explosion
3: was scoring away to the champions
0: five minutes in in the very first weekend
3: and as a 20 year old now has become very much the kind of creative Mm. hub of a team who have done very well in the first 10 games
0: Uh, Football Agnew says also Ruben probably the the best signing to date
3: maybe he's up there
0: Uh, Darren Paul says can we have a Pelletieri update wasn't he in the States I think so
1: I'm not sure he's maybe in the States (laughs) (laughs) update that's <laughs> a hell of an update and I still has a filial in in Casanova in La Matanza for Racing they named a the filial after him my oh, word mm-hmm. okay cool.
0: he last played for Chivas apparently according Aye. to Wikipedia uh, so that's your update uh, he also says how are Platense getting on and can we have a Brian Fernandez update Dan you've given us a Brian Fernandez yeah. update already you said he was doing he's
1: well he's still a, a great player but he misses so many chances he's one day, he's, they're all going to start going in and he's going to be the best striker in, in Argentina. But I'm going to paraphrase Coca when he, when he talked about Alce in one of Alche's famous games where he missed all his chances like he did almost every week. If he knew how to finish, he'd be in Europe. There we go. Uh, will use for, that for Brian.
0: As for, as for Platense, your monitor's gone very funny all of a sudden. Sort of oh noise. yeah, sometimes it does that. And then okay. it comes back. I can't see where Platense are in the league at the moment because I can't see the names of all of the teams. Give it in the time
1: then. Uh, third division. Third division? Oh, I've the wrong
0: Yes, Entirely
1: in, in that case. Yeah, every now and then it goes it a bit. It did this for about two
0: seconds earlier and then it flipped straight back and uh, it's started to scare me a bit. Now, Platense, I think that mm-hmm. looks like an NSE that I can see there. So they're ninth at the moment. There we go. Uh, with from what I can see on the table, one win, four draws, and three defeats. Does that sound right? It could be. And they've scored some
2: goals and conceded some goals. Excellent. Um, I, I would have. I, I would like someone to ask for Almagro updates because they have not won a match in 26 rounds. Who? Almagro haven't won <laughs> a match in 26 rounds. That's pretty bad. Oh god, we have a bit of a problem now, because
0: uh, Dan's monitor going funny, it's it oh, cutting out bits of the screen, and I actually can't
2: see what the next question is. Oh, yes.
0: Danny's going to do a quick um, bit of searching. we are not precisely computer.
2: sponsored by a technical PC service.
0: No. No, we don't have a technician sitting next to us and waiting mm-hmm. to uh, to fix these momentary lapses. No, something like that. Ah, good, well done, now. Did uh, control deletes? Super. If anyone wants to contract a computer technician. Uh, do Thank God for me. Luis, Be- Luis Bessone asks, Considering the shambolic 30-team league with only two relegations, are eight managerial firings at this stage a little bit of an overreaction? Completely obvious. Disturbing so. statistic? Yeah. I mean, yes, but welcome to Argentina.
1: Yeah, it doesn't well, change what people think. Like, it doesn't change the mentality of if you lose three games in a row, you're out.
2: But there was at least two that, for me, are not so uh, strange. Which are, for example, Reynaldo Merlo, because he was fired in the, in the first after, after the first date, But uh, he was with already with problems with yeah. with, with yeah. the with the one one players. match in the
0: championship. But as we said at the time, he yes. had you know, the whole summer with the, everybody at the club. <coughs> decided they hated him after about six games yes. of, of last season as well.
2: And Dario Franco has been told by the by the, their own supporters that. He can't even drive the, the the traffic. So, uh, you if you you if you are are told something like that, you, I think you you have to resign because it's, uh, the supporters that don't like you, like that that, that way is enough. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: And um, I think we'll probably see a fair few <coughs> more sackings mm-hmm. over the next yes. month. So.
1: The next one could well be Apusa,
3: Diogo Campos.
2: Well, he he said that if he de- is defeated by River. Because they, because they are they are going to play on Saturday, the, the super super Copa Argentina. Why is that River and not Racing?
0: Pardon?
2: Why are River playing in that and not Racing? Because
0: River won the final last year.
2: The Racing super final that. against St. Lawrence. So when more oh, Racing? That's so? right,
0: yeah, because River won the, the the season super final. I don't think right. Racing get to play at it, Dan, but I wouldn't worry too much because it's only the Super Copa and it's not really...
2: It yeah, but I like nice. having cups. <laughs> <It has laughs> sense for Rakan that If they win it, they will have a ticket to, to Sudamericana. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Ah, uh, it's useful. Um, they don't get in. Uh,
0: they don't get qualification for the, Sudamer- for the Sudamericana anyway because River are already in it, do they? They do actually have to win it. No, River, River goes, are in next year's yes. Sudamericana because
2: they won the last one. Yes, they 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 are already qualified. Not. Of course, Huracan. So, so if River right. wins it is it's the
0: same for them. Mm. So if River win the Supercopa on Saturday, Huracan don't play in the Sudamericana? Yes. Okay. Um, the other match, of course, that's taking place on Saturday is the, the last hour of Arsenal versus Almasivi. Um In uh-huh. two halves of 30 minutes, that's being played. Um, anyway, sorry, we had a little bit of a delay there because the batteries ran out. And so I'm now trying to remember which question we were answering. Luisa's question, I think yes. we've, we've got through it now. Um, so on to Liam Kelly who is no relation um, and asks on Fernando Cabanaki. he put in his best performance since returning from injury with those two goals against Banfield D- should he start in part one of three versus Boca
2: no
1: well,
0: I think so
2: yeah well I'd rather have him
0: up front than Teo Gutierrez
2: yes I, I watched also Teo very very how do you say it when you don't put everything eh mm. uh, well that way uh and uh, But what, what has been discussed about Kavanagh these days Was if he will be renewed or not mm. His contract Because in June There is an end of the contract and, well, Apparently he said he would look for another team Enzo Francesco, he said this afternoon He
0: said that but This is actually part mm-hmm. two of Liam's question He says with his contract up in the summer Where will he end up? Should he choose not to renew uh, MLS maybe Or another crack at Europe um, Enzo Francescoli said this afternoon That Kavanaghian told River That he didn't want to renew in June um, mm-hmm. so we shall see we've got a tiny little bit of fun left which I'm just pouring mm. into the glasses well, tricklings out, he, it, it's not going it to be another <laughs> crack at but Europe at this point. I would have thought no, I mean he's, he's 31 and a half
1: so yeah um, he's not that old I'm um, hesitant. well thank though. you for he's, he's saying crazy. that as somebody who turned
0: 31 three weeks ago I appreciate both of you telling me that you're, <laughs> but, um, you're still
1: looking for a crack at Europe so you know, <laughs> you're still holding <laughs> it <out. laughs> exactly yeah no but
0: you're right, though, in that it's not like he's 35 or 36 yeah. and you think, oh, God, he's on his last legs. Um, but at the same time, I would have thought MLS or maybe Mexico is going to be more realistic than another crack at League yeah. or something like that.
3: Well, also, I mean, he, he did play well on, on Sunday, but I, I don't think any of us, even the River supporters among us, um, are going to say that over the last six months we've been watching a play Lee <laughs> He's too like he's too good. He should be in Europe still. No, no, no. absolutely.
0: I mean, his levels. Yeah. Anyway, I, they're both playing at the moment. I would much rather have Kabanaki up yeah, front yeah. Than, than Teo because Teo is, is playing for himself and not even doing that particularly well. Um, <laughs> whereas funny. Kabanaki's got by far the best nose for goal.
2: Anyway, but. after saying that, Francesco also said not like the other hand, but he said that uh, if he for Kabanaki accepts con- some conditions, there will be no problems to renew. Mm. That conditions may be the lower salary, perhaps. Well, uh, I mean, that, I think that would be a major stumbling block if, you, like you say, you could go
3: to Mexico or the US and, and, and earn a vast increase as well. Yeah, mm.
0: certainly
3: in Mexico a lot more. Um,
0: Liam also asked, we have two questions that are now interrelated, so I'm gonna ask them both at once. Uh, Liam says he's confused about why there are no games in the Primera because the lower leagues are playing this coming weekend um, and he can only think of the Super Cup as the reason it's not the reason, we'll tell you why it is in a, in a second and Sebastian Frey, or French, or Frech um, tweets us to ask why are the Primera and Ben Nacional matches stopping play for three weeks in May having two weekends off after this weekend so, first of all, Liam um, no Primera matches this weekend because, and we have checked this there are elections taking place in Buenos Aires City, primaries for the mayoral elections yeah. or something like that. I'm
1: still Isn't not it? sure why that stops the whole the because whole
0: Because you know this already, Dan. Come on, you've lived here for how long? There, there, There is a law in Argentina which says that nobody's allowed to have fun on election weekends. No, but
1: it, no, for national elections, this makes sense. But there's been already primaries in Salta, in Mendoza, Santa Fe. Mendoza, Santa Fe have got... Five Got teams in. in God, I away Canada? this weekend. The
0: Santa Fe guys yeah. didn't play till Tuesday because
1: well, of the elections. But they didn't stop the whole league.
0: But no, no, no. The, but because of the elections was why those teams couldn't play on. As I said earlier, I don't see why they couldn't have played them on Monday or Friday. But apparently yeah. they couldn't play Saturday or Sunday because of the right. elections. Um, and yeah, I mean, basically, Buenos Aires on on the election uh, evenings becomes a to ghost town. Bars can't open up on Saturday night if there are elections on Sunday because they're afraid people are going to go to the polls drunk and all this kind of stuff. Argentina, obviously, being a country where it's illegal not to vote. um,
1: Not in uh, city elections.
0: Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So the city's less democratic or more democratic? I can't quite work that out. There Um, are
2: seven seven or eight teams that will will play as a home condition in the province. province province, Exactly,
0: yeah. So the the reason that the Primera isn't taking place this weekend, but the lower divisions are, is that the city elections are taking place, and as a result, it's much easier to move lower division matches around. Uh, than it is to move Primera matches around um, so that's the short answer for that as for Sebastián's question why are the Primera Bay Nacional stopping play for three weeks I've been unable able to actually confirm when, first of all I sent this email out to everybody else in the Handel pop team as well to our email circular and none of them know and I'm not sure when they are because on and ESPN as Sebastián says both, that's ESPN Deportes the, the Spanish uh, the, the South American version um, both have the fixture list saying that the Bay Nacional are playing this weekend and then there are no games until the 16th of May or that weekend of the 16th of May um, but I mean the official fixture list released by the Argentine Football Association at the start of 2015 said that they were playing I think it was this weekend and then middle of next week and then the weekend after and then the weekend after without any breaks through to the Copa America as Liam Kelly um Agree. He's tweeted again because I, I retweeted Sebastian's question. So I can't really work out whether this is actually going to happen, whether they actually are stopping play. And also, if they are, then we can't work it out why. Because the AFA haven't said anything about mm. it at all. Yeah, we I've looked on the AFA website, there's nothing there about it. It's very confusing. Very confusing. Um, so we'll tell you next week, when the following weekend's match is obviously for the Primera schedule, <coughs> presumably if there are matches taking place the following weekend in the Bay Nacional they'll be scheduled by the time we record next week as well and we'll have to see mm-hmm. um, that's that the best me, we can do I'm
2: afraid to do with police <laughs> uh, something with police that they can't uh, give service to the oh, that's one thing actually that Gustavo did reply
0: um, uh, about one of the things he says hang on a second no
1: I said that in the metro they don't need many police yes
0: in Primera and B, which is the third division, different division from Bay, from the Bay Nacional, remember, uh, most of the matches don't require more than 220 policemen per game, except for some of the dangerous precise
1: ones. Precise number? More than 220? Oh, yeah. Like,
0: 221? No. Too many. Too many. Um, and all, if not most of the games, are played outside the General Pass, which is the border between the city and the province. Um, so, mm-hmm. that, as we say, that answers my question about why are the lower divisions carrying on with the Primera 1? Uh, it doesn't really answer Sebastian's question, but then we can't find a satisfactory answer to Sebastian's question. So for the first time in Hand of Pod history, we're actually going to admit to not being 100% sure about something.
1: It's the first time.
0: Well, okay. Yeah, sure, it's first happened first. quite a few times. In 181 episodes, it's probably happened more 181. But, uh, yeah, we've done quite well, haven't we? Yeah. I've worked out, by the way, as long as we stick to one for each weekend of the league, episode 200 is going to be the, the penultimate episode of this year so that'll be a big party There we go. December in the early summer yeah. a glorious um,
1: we we'll now he's the champion of the long tournament as well
0: well Hopefully. in theory it'll be the preview <laughs> episode to the final round so we might oh, not no, no, oh me, no, no. what a goal that was right, let's go Minero i have just gone 2-0 up at home to Colo Colo that's a match that doesn't include the Argentine sides which is why we haven't been mentioning it but that was quite a hit um, and that's all of our questions and there's no Mystic sound this week no because there are no matches in the Primera this weekend let's go for Arsenal Aldo Cimi I'm going to say uh, an Aldo Sivi win which is what I originally predicted for it and Aldo Sivi are beginning one nil up remember so uh, it's not the bravest prediction I've ever made particularly given how shit-ass an ALA um, but that's what I'm going to go for and the Super Cup I'm going to throw open to the floor what does everybody else think the Super Cup oh, uh, yeah. yeah, uh, is going to be
1: River going to win
2: it's not one choice either is it <laughs> River having where's
0: it being played it's being played in Catamarca.
2: it River has improved uh, a bit and Huracán has Brilliant. a big big knockout. That means they are out of Libertadores.
1: But they can play in um, in Vélez Stadium or Racing Stadium. And, and today there was a Vélez... El Estadio Único, maybe. It has to be in You have to open it
0: up for the people by having it a million miles away from where All it is. All it's going to
1: mean is that Huracán have a thousand fans there and River have 49,000
0: so similar to what it would have been like if they'd
1: have no, nah, if you put it in if you give, put um, it in Vélez it's enough 50-50 enough. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and the, the, today there, there was fine, a, this match against between Vélez and La Emilia uh, for Copa Argentina right. La Emilia is to, to, uh, 100 200 kilometers away mm. in the province of Buenos Aires and they had to play against Vélez at the Banfield Stadium so they, it was another nonsense well,
0: not quite as ridiculous as the, when the Copa Argentina was first reborn a couple of years ago, yes. and as we discussed, River got drawn against Defensores de Belgrano, stadiums which are about 400 metres apart, and they had to go and play in Mendoza or San Juan or somewhere <laughs> on the other side of the country. It was absolutely ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculous. No, it's still ridiculous. It's...
0: I mean, if you're doing it on neutral ground, I can understand yeah. not playing that in the Monumental. Obviously, you play it at somewhere else, but you play it somewhere in Greater Buenos Aires, surely.
1: In the the unico and you saw it. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Like they did for uh, Huracan Independiente, the relegation playoff. That was a brilliant atmosphere. Yeah,
0: that's very true.
1: Yeah, a few Huracan fans got ambushed in Doksu, but <laughs> it was almost flawless, the idea. Almost flawless.
0: You're gonna lose somebody whichever. Way yeah. yeah. Made, so. There's always gonna be people. Um That ladies and gentlemen, I think concludes our podcast. We will just very briefly mention the comedy metadoris, because as things stand uh, we have had Four out of the five teams Who we already know Are through in mm-hmm. Argentina To the last 16 Obviously Boca and River both are um, As we discussed last week And are playing against each other
1: we Didn't talk about Racing last week
0: Well Racing were already qualified yeah. In any case So Racing are through um,
2: uh,
0: Hang on a second oh, Estudiantes went through th- last night With a pretty, two, A very good second half performance new in, in, in Milita's yeah. debut Tony win against Barcelona. Yes, Yes, against Barcelona de Gua Shaquille. And yes, they're, they're, they're through in second place at Group 7. Uh, Huracán, as we already mentioned only in passing, however, are out of Group 3? 4? 3. Four, three um, having anyone remember what happened last night? It's a long way back. Yeah. It's it's lost 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0, to 3-0. 3-0 to a Venezuelan side.
1: Which the miners of Venezuela.
0: I think that was the first victory that any Venezuelan side had managed so far in this Copa Libertadores. Um,
1: very, mal- very well might be.
0: And
2: uh,
0: yeah, it was Orocan's first defeat. Um, and they're out as a result. They didn't really deserve
2: much. Else. What we know is that uh, there will be a min- maximum of four teams. Argentinian teams in quarterfinals because River and Boca are eliminated, one of them. So, yeah. If, if. Yeah, if well, it uh, depends
0: who else played because we, we've got those four out of the five going through. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah you're quite yeah. right. Not, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, because the remaining one that we don't know yet, but it's, that you will know so in a few seconds, listeners, because I will come back after it's finished it hasn't even kicked off yet, um, to to tell you is that San Lorenzo tonight play. We, I we said we will... were going to get out at some point. There it is. Um, In group two, San Lorenzo are at home to Danubio. Uh, Corinthians are away to San Paolo in the San Paolo Clásico. Corinthians have already topped the group, but San Lorenzo are two points behind San Paolo. So basically, San Lorenzo, as I said earlier, either have to beat Danubio by four and hope that the other match is a draw, or they have to beat Danubio by any score at all and hope that Corinthians win the other match. Uh, Corinthians apparently are unbeaten away to San Paolo in something like the last 12... Uh, classicals that San Paolo have hosted San Paolo
1: sacked their coach as well Mordisi
0: yes they have and so they uh, bit of talking yeah. about about naming Alejandro Savela as, as his replacement but that seems <laughs> to have been going on for a very long time now so I'm not sure it's going to happen yeah. um,
2: and, and details of Corinthians it's a long time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's true
0: has been there for a while so well I'll come back and tell you what's happened uh, just after this this music now uh, listeners um, thank you very much again To our sponsors, the Argentina Independent, who provide a wonderful uh, gamut of English language, news, current affairs, cultural things and lots of other stuff from Argentina and across Latin America. You can read them free of charge on argentinaindependent.com and possibly the nicest thing we can say about them is that they pay for our furnet every week. So thank you again to them. Um, Do go and check them out. But even after that,
1: Sam turns up at my house with half a bottle.
0: Well, that's, the fun. That, that they, that, that's what we had left over in the previous weekend. We don't get a new bottle every week. you know. I think we should
1: get a new bottle every week.
0: Listeners, if you feel. <laughs> feel free to lobby the Argentina Independent on Twitter. It's Argentina Indie with a Y. Uh, and tell them that, that we want one bottle every week. But I don't actually think they've got enough money to do that. So I'm not going to hold them to it, to be honest. Mm. Um, but lobby them anyway, just for a
2: laugh. They, Let's see what happens. People can read the the... the News, news website and also listen to the hand of pod yeah you can listen to hand of pod. You, you can
0: listen to hand of Pod on the Argentina independent as well it's Argentina Um for now thank you very much for listening for another week and thank you to and from andres
2: thank you and goodbye and Peter goodbye
0: and English Dan thank you very much and me goodbye and I'll talk to you in just a couple of seconds and tell you what happens with San Lorenzo Now, a very quick update to let you know that San Lorenzo have gone out of the Copa Libertadores. They conceded a very late goal to Danubio to lose 1-0 at home. But at the same time, San Paulo beat Corinthians 2-0 in the Clásico over in Brazil. Which means that even with a win, San, Paolo, uh, San Lorenzo would have been out anyway. Thank you for listening and we shall uh, analyse this next week.